Hey, good afternoon, guys, and we welcome you to another TRC broadcast. I am your host, Bishop R.D. McLeod, and we are so excited about being here, and we're glad that you're here. Man, there's a lot of good things going on. God has just been tremendous, and I hope you guys, I hope you're settling down in him and, and getting the very best that God has for you, because you have to understand something. God has ordained victory and ordained your life for victory. Yeah, you might be going through some things. You might be going through some battles, but I'm here to tell you, if you stick with God, lean not to your own understanding and trust in his way, you will always come out on top. So we are glad that you guys are, are, are with us tonight. Uh, um, you, we have had some tremendous services. And God has really, really moved. And you know what? The best is yet to come. We are going to continue to follow his hand until we experience total victory and our enemies become our footstool. Praise God. So let's get right on into the word today. Um, let me just pray with you as we start, because I want your minds to be conditioned to just hear what the spirit is saying to the church. We thank you, Father, for the glory that you will show us. If we found favor in your sight, show us the glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you that your hand is upon the, the ears of the listeners. We thank you, Father, that your hand is upon the mouth of the deliverer. I thank you that I don't lean to my own understanding, but I trust in everything that you have shared with me and that the word will come forth full circle and it will build up your people and give them their inheritance in Jesus name. Amen. Well, let us get ready to get into the word. And what I'm talking about today is so relevant to where we are. I just want you um, to just listen, listen from the inside. I may just talk to you. I'm sure I'm going to establish what I say in scripture because that is the most that is the highest level of authority the word of god amen how many of you know that i want to talk to you today about holding on to your peace holding on to your peace gosh this is a timely message with all of the things that are happening in our lives all of the things that's going on in our society, all the things that are going on in the world, how many of you know that your peace will try to escape you? I mean, little things, things that's going on at home, things that's going on on your job, things that's going on in your career, things that are going on in your neighborhood. It's always an attack against your peace. Even now, the things that are more personal, attacks against your finances, Attacks against your body, attacks against your children. Something is there to always try to rob us of our peace. We search for it in our lives. We search for it in our families. We search for it in our friendships. We hope to have it in our relationships. We hope to have it in our marriages, in our country, in our neighborhoods. Everyone is seeking peace. And in a world that we're living in right now, how many of you know peace is a commodity? It is. 
peace is a commodity. And if you are experiencing peace just about on any level, you are blessed of God because you have to fight to hold on to it. Your peace will not remain still unless you hold it still. How many of you understand what I'm saying? Where do we find peace? Let's start with that. Just where exactly do we find peace? Well, peace starts with our redemption in Christ. Peace starts when God comes into our lives. He redeems us. He frees us from guilt. He frees us from shame. He frees us from the fear that we experience, the uncertainties in our lives. He finally causes us to be able to settle down in him. And we experience a level of peace. But that is peace with God. You follow me? The Bible says in Romans the 8th chapter, it says there is now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus to walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And then it goes on to tell us that the law of the spirit unto life has made us free from the law of sin and death. So we experience the peace with God. We finally stop the war. We finally say, God, I'm not fighting you anymore. And we rest in God's peace. But that's the peace with God. But what about the times when you don't feel so peaceful? What about the times when you feel agitated? What about the times when in your life is just the, 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 the fast pace from one place to another? You're feeling all of these things that are going on. I got to be here. I got to make this appointment. I need to go to the grocery store. Gas is going up. What about whenever things are going wrong with my children and I can't figure it out? What about the things, the surprises the enemy throws into your life? What about when you experience all of that and your, your peace has been disturbed? Well, that's when you need the peace of God. See, it's one thing to have peace with God, but there are many people that have peace with God that don't have the peace of God. You follow me? They have the assurance of salvation. They have the assurance of, I'm on my way to heaven. But from their day-to-day -day lives, they are constantly shaken, constantly disturbed, constantly rattled by the things that form around them. You know, the Bible tells us in Isaiah that the, no weapon formed against us should prosper. But many times when a weapon is formed, it shakes us. The Bible says everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And that's what happens. We find ourselves shaken. We find ourselves disturbed. So what do we do whenever we experience those kind of things and our hearts and our minds are tossed, they're tumbling, they are, they are, they are, we feel turmoil and there is that edginess that's on us. We need the peace of God. The peace of God is the fruit of the spirit. The peace of God is something that God places on the inside of the believer. So that no matter what kind of storm is going on around us. It gives us the ability to remain stable. Don't you need that? 
We all need that. You might be going through something right now and it's got you to the place that you can't rest. Well, I'm here to tell you, you still have peace with God, but the peace of God is being disturbed. Are you listening to what I'm saying? What we need to understand that the peace of God primarily refers to a wholeness. It refers to total health, total welfare, a settledness. To make it plain, the peace of God is your inner ability to rest in God, no matter what is happening around you. God knows we need that because with this uncertain world and the times that we live in, there's always going to be something that comes at you to destroy your peace, something that comes at you to destroy your rest in God. And that's when you need the fruit of the spirit to rise up on the inside. Maybe your money don't look like you want it to look. Maybe you have a, a problem with a, 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 a significant other. Maybe there is division in your home, your family. Maybe you, you're, you're going through a lot of changes in order to go from point A to point B. God is requiring more out of you in order for you to walk on the next level. And all of these things unsettle us. Why? Because it is the unknown. It is those things that we are not certain about. You Maybe you are coming out of a dispute. Maybe you're coming out of a, a legal battle. You know, whatever the situation might be, there are things that always come at you in order to try and rob you of your peace. I want to... I want to, with the emphasis on resting in God, I want to read this scripture and I want to uh, sit down and maybe uh, open it up so you can look at your situation, analyze and see, man, is this where I am right now? Because I'm telling you, you don't have to be just in the world. You can be in the church and not have peace. You follow me? How many of you agree with that? You can be in the church and not have peace. Now, let's look at St. John chapter 14 and verse 27. And let's, let's read this scripture. Uh, I want you to really just hear with your heart, if you will. Hear with your heart. Jesus said in verse 27, he said, and this is the message Bible. And I like this rendering. He said, I'm leaving you well and whole. And this is what Jesus is saying to you. He's leaving you well and whole. He said, that's my parting gift to you. Peace. That's my parting gift. I'm giving you peace. I don't leave you the way you are used to being left. He said, feeling abandoned, bereft. So don't be upset. Don't be distraught. I'm leaving you, and, 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 and the other translation says in the King James Version, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You know, I know we use this a lot in funerals. I know that it can apply in a funeral. However, you need to, you need to 
possess this scripture on a day-to-day -day basis. To let not your heart be troubled is to say you have some control over your heart being troubled. You have to choose not to buy in to the storm that's trying to get or the water that's trying to get in your boat. See, it's okay to be in an ocean with water all around us and it doesn't disturb us like the disciples until some of it gets into your boat. How are you today? Do you have water in your boat? Are you frantic? trying to get water out of your boat so you can remain at some level of peace in your life. It is very imperative that you make a decision that God is sovereign and according to Psalms 138 and 8, he will perfect that which concerns you. Now, you have to believe that. You have to believe that God is not somewhere off, unaware of the things that you are dealing with. You have to know that God is not somewhere ignoring your circumstances. He knows everything that you're going through. The trouble is with us is that God sees it from another perspective. He sees it as already overcome. We see it as we are trying to overcome. God has your situation already covered. All you have to do is to walk with him. I like that. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He said, if you believe in God, believe also in me. Who is Jesus? According to St. John chapter uh, 1 and verse 14, he is the word. If you believe in God's position, as your heavenly father, believe in me, the word of God, who is already established in your life and has established your victory. Are you listening to me? I'm leaving you well and whole. That is so powerful. He said, I'm not used to leaving you the way that you are used to being left. See, you're used to being left to fend for yourself. You're used to being left to figure it out for yourself. You're used to being left to... Uh, do expire all of the things that you are capable of doing and then you enter into hopelessness he said i'm not leaving you like that you know uh he said the peace that i give to you is not like the world gives you see that's another point that we need to bring out of this there is essentially two kinds of peace there is godly peace which is built and predicated upon the inner rest in God and the word of God and the fruit of the spirit. And then there is a worldly peace. There is an internal peace. There is an external peace. Are you listening? Now, here we find that when you start talking about the worldly peace, most people prefer the worldly peace because everything has to line up for them to have peace. People basically say, if my bills are paid, if there is no struggles, if there is no battles, if there is no, uh, if my life is not being contested, if my walk with Christ is not being contested, if my 
my maturity in Christ is not being contested. I have peace because all of the circumstances are in favorable positions and lined up in my life. That is a worldly peace. That is an unstable peace. And that is an uncertain peace because you know, as well as I do, things are not going to always line up. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You have to understand this, that in the history of human beings in one aspect, the history of human beings is synonymous with the history of searching for peace. All the way back to the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve sinned, there was an all there was an ongoing search for peace because at that point, man's relationship with God was disturbed. And I'm telling you this right now. If you don't really nurture your relationship with God, if you don't really spend the time to keep your relationship established, you are subject to things getting between you and God and disturbing that rest that you have in God. See, Adam didn't rest anymore after he sinned. When God came into the garden and said, Adam, where art thou? And he didn't lose him geographically. He was trying to bring Adam to a place like you and I. <clears throat> we need to judge ourselves and say, where am I with God? It's okay to be somewhere with your fellow man. And to be perfectly honest with you, it is difficult to be in the right place with your fellow man if you are not in the right place with God. However, you have to understand this. He said, Adam, where art thou? And Adam said, I was afraid, see, fear, and I hid myself, I covered myself, and so therefore his rest that he had with God, the peace he had with God was disturbed because of his condition. Now, according to American, now I like this, according to American military history, the word peace simply means the absence of war. That's what peace means. According to the American military history, peace means the absence of war. It came from the Latin word pax, which means P-A-C-T, a pact. Or it means um, a lack of uh, dispute between two parties. Now, the problem with that, it means an agreement. It means to settle a dispute. But the problem with that is it took us to the place where now we have to fight just in order to have peace. You hear it all the time, and maybe you didn't know where it uh, originated from. But, you know, there is always it's going to be war before there is peace. Well, that's where we came to when we left our position with God. We had to fight for peace. And you have to do that right now. You have to fight for peace. When you look at your bank account and you start getting disturbed, you have to fight for peace. When you look at your child and maybe they're not living the way you want them to live, you have to fight for peace. When you look at your relationship with your uh, significant other and things are not the way they are because conditions are not met, you have to fight for peace. And that's why you have peace 
because you have to fight for it. You have to have a war. Many times you even know that this is true within a relationship. Uh, there's a big blow up. There's a battle. There's a, and, and before peace ever comes. Boundaries have to be set. Are you listening to what I'm saying? But this is not God's best. Are you listening to what I'm saying? See, internal peace is a condition of unwavering calmness. Now, this is what I like. This is the peace of God. It is a condition of internal calmness. In spite of the external wars that are going on around us, you might be right in the middle of a situation when all hell has broken loose in your life. And you've seen it in people. They remain calm. They remain patient. They remain undisturbed. That is because of the maturity level. And that is because of what is going on on the inside of them. Uh, you know, uh, the Bible even says that a, a, a man or a woman that uh, cannot control their spirit. It's like a city without walls. Walls represents a defense. Even that's why Jericho was such an insurmountable odd to the people that tried to attack it. It had great walls. And when you don't have those walls by the, by the comfort of the spirit, by the relationship with God, you are agitated easily. And you see it. All the time, things come in and all of a sudden, before you know it, you can, before you can catch yourself, you react, you can see it, but that's because there are no walls. There's because there's no inner peace. That's because there is a need and a necessity for all things to be lined up in the natural for you to have external peace. Always need to have internal peace first. Choose internal peace first because internal peace will cause you and lead you to external peace. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So we can remain unfazed regardless at, at what is thrown at us because we rest in God. Aren't you glad? That's good news. When you rest in God, Things that come at you. And I, I I admire people who can keep it together under pressure. I admire when I see people and you know they're going through. You know they're going through hell. But yet you can look at them and they remain calm and undisturbed. Why? Because their confidence is in God. Their confidence is in the fact that they know God vindicates the righteous. They know that God will, 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 will have their back. They know that God will fight their battle. Remember what God said to Jehoshaphat? He said, hey, the battle belongs to me. The victory is yours, but I'm the one that's going to fight your battle. And when you trust in God to fight your battle, you don't struggle. When you trust in God to fight your battle, then you don't react. When you trust in God to fight your battle, you don't fight your own battle. You allow God and his sovereign grace to keep you in a place of being undisturbed. Now, there are going to be things all the time that is going to try to draw your fire. 
things are going to come at you and try its best to get you off of that wall, make you come down off of that wall, make you come down to that level of carnality. But you and and that can happen with your finances. That can happen with your health. You ever notice that when things start happening in your body, all of a sudden you start thinking about the natural laws. You start thinking about maybe this is cancer. You start thinking about maybe this is something that is starting to develop in my body. And then fear comes in right behind it. That's carnality. Carnality is not only when you think like the world, but carnality is when you think apart from God. When you start thinking in fear, when you start thinking in doubt, and the Bible says it turns into an evil heart of unbelief. So this is my thing. This is the reason why these things come at us is to get us off the wall. See, long as you're on the wall, Nehemiah, you can keep right on building. And sometimes you have to have a brick in one hand and a sword in the other hand so you can keep the progress going. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So right now, you might not have all the answers to how you are going to approach your life. You might not have all the answers as to how you're going to get through your dilemma, but I am here to tell you, if you rest in Almighty God, and if your confidence is in Him, you can remain undisturbed no matter. Remember, this is, I like how the Bible says, the storm will beat vehemently. That means it will be persistent. That means it will come strong at you. That means it will be constant and it will try its best to get on the inside. This is where the storm tries to do or tries to get in order to shake you. It can't shake you from the outside, but if it gets on the inside, it will disturb your peace. If your peace is disturbed right now, the storm has gotten on the inside. The water, look at someone and tell them, if you're disturbed right now, the water is in your boat. You have to continue to fight to keep the water out of your boat. Let me move on. I'm telling you because God is telling us in order for you to do what I want you to do, in order for you to be effective in the things of God, in order for you to be effective in your assignment, in your mandate, in your family, in your finances, in your career, you are going to have to stay dry. You're going to have to keep the water out of your boat. You're going to have the first time you recognize water is trying to get in your boat. Immediately, you need to stop the program and say, this thing is starting to make me feel edgy. I'm starting to feel the frustrations. I'm starting to feel all these other things. And immediately, listen to me, you have to rest in God. This is not the time to run off and become recreational, because that's not going to help you. That is not going to be a defense against the water getting in your boat. See, a lot of people go out and practice swimming. That's not the time to practice swimming because it's too much water for you to swim. Eventually, you will succumb. That's the time to practice keeping your boat dry. That's a word. That's a word. 
a lot of times, and I've had things that come at me in my life, whether it be physical, whether it be financial, whether it be whatever, I've had things come and I can tell when it's trying to work its way on the inside. I have to stop and say, Lord, I know this is not you. See, because listen to what the Bible says in Colossians. See, we have to go back to the scripture because this is what settles us. The Bible, this is what settles us. The Bible says that the word of God, listen to this, is an anchor to our soul. And what does the anchor do? The anchor does not keep you from being exposed to the storm. It just keeps you from being blown away in the storm. You listen it, and Colossians the third chapter says, "Let the peace of God rule where, not in your external circumstances. Let the peace of God rule in your heart." The Amplified says, "Acting like an umpire, deciding with all finality any questions that may arise in your mind." We have to come to the place where we allow the peace of God to rule. When something rule, it dominates. When something rules, it takes ascendancy. When something rules, it takes authority. And so the peace that's already in our heart, being a fruit of the Spirit in Galatians, the fifth chapter, we have to give way for it to rule. I know this is helping somebody right now, because if you're shaking in your mind, shaking in your spirit, then you have to go back and say, am I letting peace rule? Or am I letting the storm rule? See, because as I stated before, this anchor, when this thing comes in order to keep you settled, it does not keep you from being exposed to the rain. It does not keep you from being exposed to the wind. It does not keep you exposed, uh, keep you from being exposed to the waves, the turbulence. Yes, some things will begin to rock, but you know, I am anchored. And I rock as I want to. I'm not going anywhere. Amen. That anchor. That anchor. The Bible says it this way by two immutable things. In that which is impossible for God to lie. That's where you have to rest in God. Because you know he cannot lie. And he will not abandon you. Amen. I know this is good right now. If you just begin to look into your future. Look in front of you and look at the character of God and the integrity of God and look at how God has never failed you. David said, hey, I have been young and now I am old. Not once have I seen people that are walking after God be abandoned by God. Are you listening to me? So that's our part is to allow the anchor to keep us stable. Praise God. So. Let's go to Philippians chapter four and let's read this. You've read this before. Philippians chapter four. Let's look at verse six. The Bible says, be careful. That means not to be anxious, not to be worried, not to be frustrated, not to be troubled for nothing. Yeah, but you just don't know what they say. Nothing. You just don't know what they told me on my job. Nothing. You just don't know what the doctor said to me. Nothing. Well, you don't know how my my husband. Nothing. 
You just don't know what they said my, about my kid. Nothing. You don't know what my bank account said. Nothing. Be careful for nothing. But in how many things? Everything. I like to hear my wife say it all the time. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Boy, that's a thing. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. When you keep praying, prayer is the expectancy of change. If you don't pray, you don't expect change. You only hope for change. You only wish for change, but you don't expect change. And see, one thing about that, and keep that up here, because one thing about expectancy, expectancy pulls you closer to God. Draw nigh to me, and I will draw nigh to you. You remember the man that was at the gate, beautiful, and they said that when he came, he said, and and and, the, and uh, Peter and them, and and them told him, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. But they said prior to that happening, the man looked on them expecting to receive something. Guys, if you don't pray. Like I, I have to keep going back because my wife is a, a advocate about prayer, and I you have to be. I have to be. When you don't pray, you lose hope. When you don't pray, you don't expect anymore. When you don't expect anymore, then you cast off restraints and you begin to do a little bit of anything. But I'm here to tell you when you go before God and you take the word of God, the Bible says, this is the confidence we have in him. If you ask anything according to his will, you know, he hear you. And if you know he hears you, you know, you have the petition that you desire of him. Saints, this is where we miss it a lot. We begin to go off into our own thinking. But when you know God is on your side and if God is for you, nobody or anything can have success against you. But in everything by prayer and supplication, that's when you go and you begin to make a petition before God with all thanksgiving. Why would you thank God? Because you expect the change. With all thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And what happens when you do that? And the peace of God, not the peace with God, but the peace of God, that peace, that gift that he left us, that's on the inside of us, lying dormant, the fruit of the spirit will rise up and take authority. It will rise up and become dominant. It will rise up and it will Throw your cares and your worries to the side because it will become the most dominant thing in your life. The peace of God, which passes all understanding. That means that things will begin to happen in your life that you don't even understand. Things will begin to subject itself to God's peace. Are you listening? Where are you right now? What is troubling you right now? What is the battle that you're going through right now? I'm here to tell you the only reason why you feel it is a lack of the peace of God. I said it before in Colossians 3.15, let the peace of God rule in your heart, acting as an umpire. What does the umpire do? It makes the call. Your circumstances don't make the call. 
Your cousin doesn't make the call. Your friends, they don't make the call. Your coworkers, they don't make the call. It is that inner rest in God, the peace of God will make the call. Deciding with all finality. That means you won't go wavering backwards and forward, backwards and forward, backwards and forward. Once you lock in in God, once you realize that this is what God said, see, this is where our confidence comes from. When you know that you know that you know, here's a nugget for you right here. When you know that you know that you know that you are walking with God and that you are flowing with God in your circumstances, you can't be shaken. What shakes us is our uncertainty. What shakes us is our emotions. What shakes us is our feelings. But when you know that you know that you know you're walking with God, you know there is no way that you can lose. You know there is no way that you can be overcome because your confidence is in the integrity of God. Did you get that? Did God tell you that you wouldn't be out here and that you would be begging for bread? Did he tell you that he made a covenant with you? Well, you got to get back into the word of God and understand that God made that covenant with you. He made it with Abraham, but according to Galatians 3.29, if you be Abraham's seed, then are you heirs to the promise. And if you're saved, that's good news. If you're saved, that's good news because you are heirs to the promise. That's what we got to get back to. It's not letting the situations of our lives, the circumstances of our lives shake us, break us. But we have to go back and say, God, you are the righteous judge. What did the Bible say about Jesus? When he was reviled, he reviled not. When he was threatened, he threatened not again. He didn't react. He committed himself over into the hands of him that judge it righteously. Did not the Bible says in Matthew 8, 17, himself bore our sicknesses in his own body and with his stripes we are healed. What are you feeling in your body? Who have believed that report? Do you believe that scripture or do you believe your body? Do you believe that scripture? Do you believe your doctor? Do you believe that scripture or do you believe your hereditary traits? What do you believe? This is where you have to decide, what do I believe? This is where we have to rest in God. The Bible says, he that believeth in God and entering into God's rest has ceased from his own works, even as God did from his. You got to stop trying to make it happen yourself. Once you have rested in God, Victory is inevitable. Once you have rested in God, victory is inevitable. Now, let me finish this. Let me let me let me bring this thing in. Don't be guilty of pursuing external peace instead of internal peace. Stop trying to line up your circumstances with life and misalign yourself with God. See, you're going to line up. How can two walk together except they be agreed? You can't walk with God and walk with the world standard. Don't misalign yourself with God. Your victory is going to be with God. It's not going to be with your circumstances lining up. 
It's going to be with God. Did you know you can experience peace when it doesn't matter? The peace of God that passes all understanding. You can experience peace when it makes no sense to you. You can experience peace when it when you can't understand it. You can experience peace when your relationship has gone south and when the money doesn't add up. You can still experience peace. Why? Because you got to anchor to your will, your mind, and your emotions. Anchor to your soul. And if this is a time when things are going crazy in our society, that you need peace, now is the time you need peace. Well, my husband left me. Rest in God. Rest in God. Well, my, my son, he, he don't want to listen to me. Rest in God. Put your children in the boat like Moses' parents did him. Yes, there are vipers in the water, crocodiles in the water. Yes, there are turbulence in the water. But put your kid in the boat and trust God. Rest in God. Guys, if I said it one time, I'll say it again. You're going to have to come to a place that you learn how to woosah in God. You're going to have to rest in him. You're going. That is your victory. You can't get, Jesus said, the peace I give you is in God. The peace I give you is internal. I didn't give you peace like the world where everything has to line up. I gave you peace where nothing lines up. You can still have peace. Oh, Jesus. Listen to this. <clears throat> I like I like this uh, because even uh, when you get in that battle and you don't know where to go, you don't know what to do, you can always, this is how he said, stand still and see the delivering power of God. You know, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King was 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 quoted as saying is that true peace is not the absence of war, but it is the presence of justice. Did you get that? True peace. See, because there can be no war going on and still be tension. There can be no war going on and there still be threats. There can be no war going on and you still have problems. There still be pressure. You follow me? But he said, true peace. It's not the absence of war only, but it is the presence of justice. And you get the presence of justice when you rest in God because he is the righteous judge. We got to bank on that a little more in our lives. He is the righteous judge. And that's where true peace comes because whether it's war, whether it's not war, it doesn't matter because when there's the presence of justice, God will vindicate the righteous. He justified us. Did you get that? Oh, praise God. Now, let me finish this. Let me close this. Psalms 119. I want to I give you this. Psalms 119 and verse 165. Listen to what it says. Great peace, not just peace. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Great peace is to them who love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Why? 
because offense always comes from the outside. But when you rest in God on the inside, it cannot penetrate. Great peace. Resting God. Resting God. Nothing shall offend them. And this is the time we're living in when the Bible says, uh, and it talks about uh, when Jesus stood up at, at the Olivet Discourse and said, he said, you know, many in the last days shall be offended. Many shall be offended. People are offended left and right for whatever reason, because they cannot hold on to their peace. But he said, nothing shall offend them because they rest in God. So I'm closing by saying this. This is the time that we need to remain undisturbed in a disturbed world. That is the true definition of peace. Remaining undisturbed in a disturbed world. We live in a life, a time of spectacles. And you're always going to hear something that try to rise above the last story you heard. To get a mass group of people, get their attention. To cause us to all focus and become distracted. But I'm telling you right now. If you feed on the news, you're going to be disturbed. If you feed on current uh, 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 events, you're going to be disturbed. If you feed on gossip, you're going to be disturbed. But if you can remain undisturbed in a disturbed world. Isn't that good, good news? Well, praise God. That is the true definition of peace. I want to thank you for joining me. I hope that your heart has been blessed. I hope that you have been able to, for those of you that didn't hold on to your peace, you were able to retain it. And if you have your peace, you're able to keep it. Hold on to your peace. Peace today is a commodity. Take this message. Share this message. You can't tell me someone don't need it. You can't tell me you didn't need it. I needed it. Praise God. We all need it. So, share it, like it, and if those of you that are out there, subscribe so you will be uh, contacted and notified when the next video drops. So, whatever you do, whenever you do it, and however you do it, make sure you are walking in the peace of God and have peace with God. That way, you are assured that you can. Keep it real.